Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome to this week's episode of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, episode 253 to be exact. Let's see who all we've got. Uh, Anna Striano is in the chat room. Welcome. I was hoping you and hopefully a few more of our coworkers will show up because I've been talking about this podcast really since over the weekend because I finally got to see Tiger King. Now, I want to preface that and I want to have interaction with the chat because those of you who have seen it, I would love to get your thoughts on it because this whole thing was just absolutely wild. But for those who might be listening for the first time, my name is Derek Diamond. I am the host of the show and I primarily talk movies, TV, and I'll interview various filmmakers, uh, whether they be directors, writers, actors about their time in the film and TV industry. So it's a combination of entertainment and as well as educational purposes for those who want to get into film. But for today's show, I'm strictly going to be talking about the phenomenon that has swept the nation, and that is Tiger King, available on Netflix. So I want to preface that by saying that I've never really gotten into the whole binging trend for the most part. Like I think Breaking Bad would be the exception to the rule because when shows normally come out and people binge them in a couple of days and think, oh, you got to watch the show. I usually don't. And it's not to you know be different than anybody else, but I just never have really gotten into it. But I've heard so many people talk about Tiger King and just the concept of it is just absolutely insane. You know, my my first impression was that it was a like a, a bigger budget version of the Jerry Springer show because you've got the the southern characters and I, I'm from the south. So I feel like I can get away with saying that. But it has like the stereotypical backwoods southern cast that just has way more money than they need and they don't know what to do with it and i started watching the show and people told me just strap yourself in because it's going to be like a roller coaster ride and it honestly was because the first episode in I was thinking, okay, this is this is a little weird. So you're introduced to. So I'll, I'll go ahead and say what. Um, oh, let's see. We have uh, Kelsey Massey, Luke Thompson, and Brenda Huffman watching. And I guess Luke loved my intro. That was per his request. By the way, he actually texted me right before we started and said that he was going to be very disappointed if I didn't start off the show that way. Well, I would never disappoint Luke. So there we go. Uh, this is going to be a fun show. And again, you know, feel free to throw in your comments about the characters, uh, the situations, all that stuff. So essentially, it the show centers around this guy named Joe Exotic is what he calls himself, which is a fantastic name. Anna says, why does anyone listen to Luke? You got to admit that was a pretty good intro. I, I, I'll, I'll give Luke that. Uh, Miss Brenda missed the intro. Uh, essentially, I just said, hey, they're all you cool cats and kittens like uh, our good friend Carol Baskin, who we will get to in just a second. I can promise you that. So it, it centers around the show named um, or not the show, but this character 
named Joe Exotic. This is a docu-series on Netflix. And there is a central storyline to it, even though there's just so much crap that goes on. And I'll preface this, this is full spoiler. So if you haven't watched it and you don't want to know what's going on, go watch the show, then come back and listen to the podcast because you can find the video on Facebook, YouTube, and the audio will be out in a normal podcast form. But there, there's just so much crap that goes on. And I want to talk about the characters in this show. So it starts with Joe Exotic, who owns the GW Zoo in basically rural Oklahoma. And he has, to his name, exotic animals. like Primarily tigers is what it focuses on. Now, why someone would want to own a pet tiger, I have no idea. Because just being around those at a zoo gives me anxiety. Like the big cats, like tigers, lions, even like cougars and jaguars, those just, uh, they, they just make me extremely nervous. Even when they're in their pens, they make me nervous just because I, I go through way too many scenarios in my head. Uh, let's see. Uh, Anna, we need to talk about the Leather M's jacket, a.k.a. the biggest flex of all time. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to all that. Uh, so essentially Joe exotic owns this zoo and he has the, primarily this feud with this woman named Carol Baskins who owns, um, I believe it's called big cat sanctuary, but I, I could be, oh, you stupid Cox ad. Why are you doing that? Uh, sorry about that. But, um, yes. Yeah, so. Uh, don't forget about the crocodilians. May they rest in peace. Yeah, that that was that was really sad. So essentially, and and I'm kind of I'm going to be bouncing around all over the place when it comes to the show, just because so much crap happens. the The feud is between Joe and Carol, and you learn there's an, an entire episode. I think it's episode two that's really based around Carol's backstory and why these two hate each other, because they they essentially do the same thing, but they just have different ideals. But to me, they're both absolutely in the wrong. Like most everyone in this show is completely a terrible human being. Uh, yeah, she owns Big Cat Rescue, hypocrite. Yeah, absolutely, Luke. I I'm completely on your side. They they do the exact same thing. And the thing is, is like it's it's these two people who have way more money than they know what to do with. And just to watch them feud is absolutely entertaining. And I, I've got a really good analogy for this show that I'm going to get to uh, when we start to wrap up here. But um, anyway, th these two hate each other for their ideals, and they're just going after each other. It's almost like watching a glorified social media war on Twitter, because I know everybody knows about you know the keyboard warriors that will just talk so much crap on Twitter, on Facebook, but won't ever have a confrontation. And I don't think they ever had a real face-to-face -face confrontation. This was all legal stuff, videos that Joe Exotic would post. It's just wild. Absolutely wild. And, and as this show progresses, it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier because... Joe essentially brings in this guy named Jeff Lowe 
to um, well, well, I guess to to go a little bit of a background on Joe Exotic, he he owns the CW. Uh, I believe it's the CW Zoo. I, I'm terrible with names. Uh, I do uh, apologize for that, but um, I can't quite remember how he gets the zoo, but I know he initially has noble purposes for it. But the thing is, like, he's so he's so consumed with the fame. And several people mention it when they're being interviewed in this documentary that he says people don't come to the zoo to see the tigers. People come to see him. Because he's such a character. He he reminds me honestly of a pro wrestler from the 1980s. He has the loud jackets he has the facial hair the bleach blonde hair he would have fit right in with 1980s wwe like it's it's nuts but i kind of like he's a very flawed individual and like i don't like him at all but just to watch him is so entertaining and the fact that uh he's he has a um he talks about how he meets his husband and then he gets a second husband, and his initial husband, John Finley, leaves him for a female. And you find out that uh, John was never really gay at all because he's you know sleeping with the secretary and whatnot, and they they run off together. Uh, but back to the the main the main feud between Joe and um, and Carol. So. In hearing Carol's backstory, and this is where people have a lot of fun with the memes and everything, because you, I'm sure everyone here has seen it, but it's, it's rumored that Carol murdered her husband, Don, back in the late 90s, because he mysteriously disappeared, and she benefited tremendously from that. She inherited a lot of money. And I believe his will was changed to, instead of death, it said death or disappearance. Now, what kind of will says disappearance? You know, it's it's very, very suspicious. And it, you find out um, through interviews with uh, Don's former wife before he married Carol and their kids that they were essentially left with nothing. And, you know, Carol went after them. And the problem is, is that Carol is such a shady human being because, yeah, Joe is shady, but he's he's very upfront about it. Carol's the type of person that would stab you in the back. Joe would stab you in the chest. But it actually um, so there was a message and I'm actually reading this. This was posted on Twitter from Howard Baskin, who is Carol Baskin's current husband. And this was after the documentary came out, or I should say docu-series, because it spans seven episodes. Lies in Netflix, Tiger King regarding disappearance of Don Lewis and other misinformation about Big Cat Rescue. When the directors of the Netflix documentary Tiger King came to us five years ago, they said they wanted to make the Big Cat version of Blackfish, the documentary that exposed abuse at SeaWorld, that would expose the misery caused by the rampant breeding of big cat cubs for cub petting, exploitation, and the awful life the cats lead in roadside zoos and backyards if they survive. There are not words for how disappointing it is to see that the series not only, uh, let's see, not only 
does not do any of that, but has had the sole goal of being as salacious and sensational as possible to draw viewers. As part of that, it has a segment devoted to suggesting, with lies and innuendos from people who are not credible, that I had a role in the disappearance of my husband, Don, in 1997. The series presents this without any regard for the truth, or in most cases, even giving me an opportunity before publication to reboot the absurd claims. They do not care about truth. The unsavory lies are better for getting viewers. There is no short, simple way to refute so many lies. If you do want to know the truth, it requires understanding the history of events in the years before my husband's disappearance and the roles and behaviors of the people interviewed in the series, which I have tried to do as concisely as I can below, but still requires a few pages. And she posts a link from her website about this whole thing. My, my thing with that is this. I, I don't think it's portrayed in a way that it's necessarily accusing her of doing it. I mean, Joe Exotic accuses her of doing it through a music video, through other videos, through social media. It's really, to me, I took it as it's him stirring the pot when it comes to that. It's not, I don't think the documentary necessarily says, oh, in my opinion, Carol chopped up her husband and fed them to the tigers because that that's actually a theory that's talked about that because they have a at big cat rescue they have a small uh, meat grinder and it was rumored that carol chopped up her husband threw him through the meat grinder and fed him to their tigers let's see who else we've got here watching uh miss dawn from the blue wahoos is watching and my mother is watching Let's see, um, would he also, or Anna asked, would he also fit in with 2020 J? If you're referring to my hometown, absolutely. Uh, I was actually thinking that as I was watching the show, I was like, man, he would fit right in in my hometown. And I don't think that's a knock. That That's just, I could see him doing that. And I think it would absolutely be hilarious. Let's see, Danny, she definitely did it. Luke, she did it. Derek, she did it. Uh, see Anna, but did she feed him to the tigers or push him into the Gulf of Mexico? There's also the septic tank theory because they have this huge septic tank on big cat rescues property. He could be in there. I I'm just saying, let's see. Uh, Miss Brenda thinks she did it. Uh, Anna says, oh yeah, Carol is pissed. From what I'm from what I understand, there's several people who are not happy with this docu series. Uh, Luke, it doesn't accuse her, but she doesn't help herself. Uh, Anna, but did they reopen the case? I believe they did because I I want to say they did. I, I read something about that the other day, or it even might have been this morning. Uh, Travis Huffman is watching. Welcome, Travis. I, I knew Travis would be here because he I know he messaged uh, or he commented on one of my Facebook posts that said that he absolutely loved Tiger King. Uh, Tanya Richter, my husband watched it. He just made me watch episode one. I can't watch it. I love big cats and I hate humans that make money on these beautiful animals. They are trashy. I 100% agree with that. There, There's a. Let's see. Um. Yeah, Doc isn't having it either because of the whole polygamy thing. Yeah, um, and Travis says that has been the report today. And Luke says, yes, the case is reopened. 
I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I guess I don't necessarily, when it comes to the doc thing, I don't know that that's not the case. I honestly haven't read really anything about that because I, I just have it because the, the attention has been so much on the whole Carol and did she or didn't she murder her husband deal that, um, let's see. Oh, Wally Phelps has joined. Fantastic. Welcome, Wally. Thank you for watching. I haven't heard too much about the whole the whole doc thing. As I said, you know, it's the focus has just been so much on Carol and the the memes have been just incredible with the show. And, and my personal favorite and I'm I'm going to have to use a little bit of profanity for this, but uh, it's a, a Wheel of Fortune photo and it has Joe Exotic photoshopped into the third spot and it says I like I'd like to solve the puzzle. And there's enough letters to tell where you could says, uh, it says that bitch Carol Baskins. And it, it's hilarious. There are so many great memes for this show. It, it's, and the thing is, I think Travis dog, the bounty hunter is in charge of the investigation and it is being filmed by a and E for a new reality show. Is that, is that accurate? Because if that's the case, that's an epic crossover for what needs to be season two of Tiger King. Because like I, the, it leaves it open to where you can tell that so much more happens after this. And I, I got to throw this out there. So Joe essentially gets put in jail for several, several charges. But the primary one is murder for hire, where he allegedly gave someone money to go down to Tampa and kill Carol. He goes to trial through that and then all the the animal violence charges because they find they find tiger bones buried on property among many other things. But at the end he's he's on the phone with the director of this documentary and he says that he has so much more information that can bring other people down. So I would imagine that, especially with how successful this show has been, that there is going to be a follow-up because the demand is there. Uh, <laughs> Travis, not really, but of course, these days people will believe anything. I mean, you get, you got me. I would watch that in absolute heartbeat. And the thing is, like, this show isn't really, like, my cup of tea. But I had to watch it because of just the sheer publicity that it was getting. And something that I would love for the the people who are watching live to chat about, what what intrigues you guys about this show and who were some of your favorite characters? Because this this is like the Jerry Springer all-star lineup. Uh, let's see. Oh, Travis says, I'm just booking things the way I want them. Hey, put it out in the universe and maybe it'll happen. I believe there's a there's a saying uh, about that. So, God, that that would be absolutely epic, absolutely epic. Like whoever's in charge of all that needs to needs to make that happen. But another thing that I wanted to talk about with this show and going back to the whole binging thing, I think this show would have been a success regardless of when it came out, but the timing of it could not have been any better because of everything that's going on 
with COVID-19 and a lot of people having to stay home in quarantine. So with that, you know, everything's been shutting down, movie theaters, restaurants, uh, malls, all that stuff. I mean, I've, I've talked about that ad nauseum on this show, but it came along at the perfect time for people to watch. Um, let's see. And I like the guy on the jet ski with the lemurs. He's got a story to tell that, uh, Travis, I'll get to your comment in a second. Um, yeah, the guy on the jet skis there, there could be a, a spinoff with him. I, I, I truly think so. Like there are so many side characters, like the, the guy who was like the, almost like the head keeper of the, of the zoo. I can't remember his name, but he always wore sunglasses he had long, dirty blonde hair and a thick beard. He he looked like he had seen some stuff. That and the guy who was essentially... So Joe Exotic actually ran for president back in 2016. And I did not know this because it wasn't reported on here at all. And uh, his campaign manager... And I, I, this goes back to a, a meme that I saw too. It was like a grid of, you know, like insanely good, insanely neutral, and insanely evil. And the campaign manager was right in the neutral because, to to put it bluntly, that guy looks like he has seen some shit. And I felt bad for him because he was just thrown into an absolute whirlwind of a situation that he had no idea he was getting into. Like, he could honestly probably write a book about that whole situation and I would read it in a heartbeat. Let's see. Uh, Travis says, Derek, I was hoping Joe exotic would be the exalted one in AEW throw him in there with, with Brody Lee, make them a team. Like I guarantee you if Joe exotic were to show up in the, um, in AEW, that would get insane publicity. I, I know he's in jail right now, but God, that, I'm telling you, he and Travis, let me know if you agree with me on this, but I mentioned this earlier, but he looks like someone who would have fit in perfectly in the 1980s uh, era of WWE with the characters like Hulk Hogan, Jake the Snake Roberts, Macho Man. He he would have been he would have been perfect for that. Let's see. Wally says basically the escalation Every time you think it can't get any crazier, it does. And it really does because the FBI gets involved with everything that's going on. It just escalates episode after episode after episode. I, I couldn't believe the whole murder for hire thing. You know, I, I thought in the beginning it was just going to end up to be just... Like, I figured there would be some type of legal ramifications, but it... The, mur the murder for hire thing to me is one of the instances where it really got real and it got uncomfortable in some situations. Like when the, when that building burned down and all the, all the gators perished, you know, along with all the reality show footage, anytime an animal dies a, a senseless death, even, you know, I, I'm not a huge, um, as far as the animal goes, a fan of alligators, but still you, you hate to, you hate to see when animals die a senseless death like that. Uh, Anna, 
I was going to bring this up too. I truly love the part where he got arrested at the Andrews Institute. So for those who live in Pensacola, Gulf Breeze area, Joe Exotic actually got arrested outside of the Andrews Institute in Gulf Breeze. And seeing that sign that had Gulf Breeze, Pensacola Beach on it was insane. And to think that like I've just driven by that that building numerous times and now anytime I do anytime I drive by it again I will think of that moment when Joe Exotic got arrested uh let's see uh Wally my favorite character was Saf yeah I felt kind of bad for for Saf because um let's see essentially like where where was that whole thing I was going to read something about Saf What's not on here? No, I, I felt Saf, but uh, bad for Saf if I could talk. But uh, yeah, Saf um, had her um, hand bitten off by a um, by a tiger and had it amputated because she wanted to go back to work. Uh, let's see, Travis. Yes, timing was perfect for this Tiger King documentary. I saw a funny meme of President Trump lean, leaning in, talking to one of his advisors, saying, "Release the Tiger documentary." Um, John Rinky, the guy with no legs was really cool. He was the one basically running the zoo. No pun intended. Uh, Wally. Yeah, he was the most normal of them. Um, Anna, can we talk about how he got 16% of the vote for Oklahoma governor? Yes. Yeah, so he ran for, um, governor as well. And just watching him go around and you know, campaigning amongst people, was just weird because I'm thinking, God, in absolutely no way does he need to be out in public. It, it was, uh, yeah, it, the fact that he actually ran for office and took himself seriously was, was fantastic. And that, that was really one of the moments where it just started to become over-the-top comical for me. Uh, let's see, Travis, John Rinky was on the David Spade podcast today doing an interview about all this. I'll have to go check that out. I didn't even know David Spade did a podcast. Uh, let's see, Brenda Huffman, Carol is so evil, didn't even have a memorial service for her husband. She just has volunteers. At least Joe gives his workers a little money and expired meat. Wally, expired meat pizza is my favorite. Yeah, there's this whole thing where they get expired meat from Walmart and a lot of the workers will... We'll eat it. And Anna, do we honestly think all the footage is gone? I honestly, I honestly don't think so. I mean, as, as someone who works in video for a living, how do you not back that stuff up? Because Kirkland said that his, that was essentially his retirement. And if, if it's really your retirement, then how can you say that you didn't back... Oh, it was Kirkham, sorry, not Kirkland. Rick Kirkman, or Rick Kirkham. He essentially was brought on as a producer for a reality show. But really, he was making a reality show about the reality show, and he was going to pitch that to a network, and that was going to be his retirement. But when that building burned down, all the footage was supposedly gone. As someone who works in video for a living, I can't see how you don't have multiple backups because, you know, when when we shot the Parker syndrome, 
my, the that guy who was DP has a copy, and then I have uh, two hard drives with the footage on both of them. So that way, there's no way the footage can get lost. But I, I personally think that some of it had to have survived. And if if he didn't save any of it truly, if he was telling the truth about it, then it's kind of on him because that that was just asinine for him to not back up anything, if that's the case. Uh, Wally, for real, the gators being burned up, it upset me. Yeah, it, it did for me too. Uh, yeah, Anna was actually doing physical therapy there at the time that Joe Exotic was arrested. Uh, Wally, Joe Exotic and Ted Bundy arrested on the Emerald Coast. Travis, Joe Exotic needs to be on work release, allowed to show up on AEW. <laughs> Anna, meth is a hell of a drug. Uh, and then Travis, me neither till I saw a clip today. Essentially, uh, well, let's look up uh, a where are they now because... Let's see, Travis, I couldn't believe that either. He was sketchy too. Ha ha. Uh, let's see, where where are they now? So, Because it, it kind of wraps things up in the last episode, but it definitely leaves it open for, for more. Let's see, uh, Joseph Allen Maldonado Passage, a.k.a. Joe Exotic, a.k.a. Tiger King. We, we learned at the end of the final episode that he was sentenced to 22 years in prison in January after he was convicted on multiple charges, including an alleged murder-for-hire plot against his nemesis, Carol Baskin. The former zoo owner-slash-big cat enthusiast-slash-magician-slash-country singer, remind me, I've got to get to that in a second, uh, has plenty of folks interested in his case, including Grammy Award-winning rapper Cardi B, who recently tweeted about starting a GoFundMe account to help him win his freedom. Uh... Passages reportedly filed a $94 million lawsuit seeking civil damages from various government agencies and wants a presidential pardon. We have no idea if he is still sporting the mullet. I, the, the, the mullet's his identity. He, he's got to keep it. And my thing with, with Cardi B starting a GoFundMe, I don't know if she actually watched the show, but... Yeah, was he kind of screwed over in some ways? Yes, but he still a shitty person and he still deserves to be in jail. That doesn't take away anything. Honestly, most everyone who was in that show deserves to be in jail. Carol deserves to be in jail. Jeff Lowe definitely deserves to be in jail. Pretty much everybody who was on staff with him deserves to be in jail. Uh, I mentioned Carol Baskin. She's, she's not very happy about the, the way that her husband's disappearance was portrayed uh, let's see. John Finley. Finley was married to Maldonado Passage through though viewers come to learn Finley is straight and went on to have a relationship with a woman who worked for Passage. With his multiple tattoos and missing teeth, Finley has been a source of fascination for the internet. He started a Facebook page titled The Truth About John Finley in which he runs along with his wife, uh, Stormy Sanders. He posted a video of himself talking about the page to prove he is running it. Something else, and I know that he wasn't very happy about this either. He actually got a new set of teeth and now works as a welder. But the producers of the show chose not to portray that because he, according to him, the producers of the Netflix series had video and pictures of this, but chose not to show it. I can see why he'd be a little upset at that. You know, if I 
were missing half my or really over half my teeth, then got them fixed. I would at least want people to know, hey, I get this worked out and now things are actually working out kind of okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tanya says, I hope my family in Germany, in Germany does not watch this. I can only imagine what I will hear again. LOL help. And I'm not going to lie. A tiger just bit someone's arm off. I can offer you a rain check. Literally the greatest quote of all time. Uh, <laughs> that, that was pretty fantastic. Uh, Travis. Yep. Lots of rappers and celebrities like Tom Hanks son have been on Twitter talking about it. Uh, yeah, Jeff Lowe is going to get busted. Like, I won't be surprised if in the next couple of months he gets busted for for something completely unrelated to to what went on with uh, with Tiger King. Uh, poor Travis killing himself was sad and shocking. Like, what the hell in the office area on camera, barely off screen. Yeah, so Travis, who was uh, Joe's other husband, was. Um, playing around with a gun. And this actually happened in front of um, Joe's campaign manager. He was playing around with a gun and accidentally shot himself in the head. And it actually happened. Like you see it happen and you see the guy's reaction to it. And I cannot imagine for the life of me how I would react if something like that happened. And that, that was honestly one of the crazier things that, that happened. Uh, let's see. Wally says, I will never recover from this financially. I don't think anyone is going to, to if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, let's see. One of the more intriguing characters to me was um, Bhagavan Antle, a.k.a. Doc. He is the founder for the Institute for Greatly Endangered and Rare Species. The acronym is TIGER. Was, among all, was also among those not happy with his portrayal. And this is what I believe Anna was talking about earlier. We were very disappointed that our facility was mentioned in the new Netflix series. ABC 15 News reported a now-deleted statement saying on Antle's verified Instagram account, we can only assume it is because Doc Antle has become such a high-profile wildlife personality for so many decades that his association would create more buzz. And apparently his Instagram account shows that he is still... Uh, quite busy and apparently he recently turned 60 because he posted a video of him um looks like he's feeding a tiger or might be petting a tiger i just had my 60th birthday i wanted to come hang out with one of my favorite big cats apollo here is only five years old and already weighs over 900 pounds and stands 11 and a half feet tall just the thought of that why would you want to have that as a pet i love animals but Jesus, that thing can kill you with the snap of a finger and you're having it as a pet. Why? And there was some crazy stat that there are way more um, big cats in captivity than there are in the wild. It's like twice as many. I think there are less than 4,000 that are actually out in the wild. And it, I want to say it might be 8,000 or even you know past 10,000 are living in captivity. That is honestly, and I don't want to get into like a, you know, huge rant here, but that to me is the biggest travesty of this whole thing. Honestly, the, the animals that are kept in captivity from Joe's zoo, from Carol's 
sanctuary, if you want to call it that, they are the ones that I truly feel the most bad for because they're, they're essentially being used in this huge feud with everyone. It, it, it's, it's unbelievably tragic. Uh, Rick Kirkham, the man who was counting on a reality show about Joe Exotic being his retirement fund, but instead ended up with ashes, is these days looking to be living a low-key life. A Facebook page reportedly belonging to the reality show producer has him chilling in Norway with his wife, Kristen E. Kirkham. And I'm reading this because, honestly, I, I, I don't know. I haven't read where these characters are now or where these people are now. So I, I'm curious about it as well. Uh, Jeff Lowe, Lowe and his love Lauren are still running the Greater, Greater Winwood Zoo and can frequently be seen on the facility's Facebook page. And they plan to open a new zoo in Oklahoma later this year, which is seen in the in the, the documentary series that he essentially has taken over Joe's zoo and is um, building a bigger one. And it, it says here, it's thanks to that zoo's Instagram account that we know the hashtag hot nanny is still a part of their family. Because that, that's hinted at too, because his his wife or girlfriend, I can't remember, is is pregnant during the filming of this. And they hire a nanny who is not too bad to look at, if I do say so myself. Um, da, 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 da. Let's see. Let me go back up to my comments here. Um, yeah, Travis, uh, Doc Antle, haha, what, what a badass freak. Yeah, he's, he, in a way, is kind of a badass when it comes to just his demeanor. Uh, Anna, what about the guy who did the entire interview in the bathtub? Or the lawyer with the monkey butler statue? I forgot about the monkey butler statue. What is happening in Oklahoma? What's happening across the country? It's hilarious that you, know, you, you would assume that Florida would be involved with this, which Carol's Sanctuary is located uh, in Tampa. And my first thought was, of course, it would be in Florida of all places, because we don't have we have to have that reputation to uphold about having just the craziest people in the world. I'm surprised that uh, Joe Exotic wasn't stationed you know, somewhere in in the northern part of Florida, like like a Jacksonville or somewhere like that. Uh, let's see. When the lead detective has a monkey butler, you got to throw the whole detective out. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, Wally. Uh, let's see. Anna, also remember Britney Spears' Slave for You VMA performance. Doc is in the back with a tiger, and she sat next to Carol during the award show. Really? I, I've got I've to gotta check that out, because I, I honestly had no idea about that. Let's see. Uh, Brenda, Doc has lots of money, but I feel sorry for his girls. I, I do too, honestly. At least that one girl left. Yeah, they actually interview one of the um, the women who worked for him that, that did end up leaving, and she gives some really good insight as to the behind-the-scenes stuff of you know what goes on with him. Uh, let's see. Travis, he is a lunatic also. Doc is so weird, too, the way he was all cocky about everything. All his movie roles for his animals, he said over 500 movies featuring his animals, and he announced his appearance on the Jay Leno show. You think, going back and thinking about that, because I, I went through 
a um, a phase where I watched a lot of late night TV, and I remember people bringing animals on, like David Letterman, like Jay Leno. So I wonder if he just happened to be one of those people. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Wally, Doc is proof that confidence will get you women. Also, tigers will as well. Uh, it's mostly the tigers and maybe the ponytail. So maybe I need to get a tiger. I don't know. Uh, I totally forgot about the drug kingpin who also has a zoo located in Florida. Because, of course, uh, Travis, perfect location would have been Orlando. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Joe would have made a killing, maybe, <laughs> maybe literally, in Orlando. Uh, yeah, I forgot about this quote, too. Anna says... Uh, there was a quote from the series. I got a boob job. I didn't want so I could sleep for three days. That is when, you know, the situation has gotten extremely bad, just extremely, extremely bad. Uh, Travis. Yep. That Miami drug King pen was unbelievable. Uh, what do we think Steve Irwin would think of this? I, I think he personally would have been appalled, uh, about this whole situation. Because at least I feel like Steve Irwin like legitimately cared uh, about animals. At least I got that impression when I watched his show and saw him in you know talk show segments and interviews and things like that. <sighs> oh, yeah, Tanya, no tiger for you. I was just kidding about the tiger. I I do not condone owning exotic animals. If I'm being completely honest, and and I love animals, but there are some that belong in the wild. And pretty much every animal that was portrayed or shown in these zoos, well, in a zoo, I get to an extent, but you don't have these as, as pets. It's just, it's just not right because again, these tigers can kill you. Uh, but what about the ponytail? If you're asking me about the ponytail, I mean, I don't think my hair was ever that long to where I could have put it in a ponytail. It was close. It was very close. I don't know. Depending on how long this, this quarantine lasts, I may not have any choice but to, to bring that back. Luckily, I was able to get a haircut right before everything started shutting down. Uh, Travis, his quotes were great, too. The Miami drug lord about no judge. I did not use the circular saw on his neck, but I was there when it happened. Yeah, it is. It's just got it. It's just insane. But something I, I do want to ask the um, ask the chat before we before we close things out here, because this has actually been a really good discussion. We've been going nearly 45, well, actually now 45 minutes on the dot. What were, in your guys opinions, the craziest thing that you saw in the show and if there is a season two, what do you think it's going to entail? I personally think that for a season two, there's got to be more stuff about Jeff Lowe because it's hinted at so much, especially in that last episode, that there's so much more than than is perceived. I, I think, let's see. Okay, WTF was Shaq doing there? Anna says that. What part was Shaq in? I I don't I don't remember that part. 
But I, I think I think Jeff Lowe has got to be, and heck, even if they do, um, if they do a season two, I, I think obviously more stuff with with Joe in jail, because I, I've heard that there is way more to the story than was revealed in in you know in in all seven episodes. Uh, let's see, uh, Travis, uh, Travis killing himself was shocking as hell. Wally, oh, Travis shooting himself, hands down. Um, let's see. And Wally says, I want to see more about Doc Antle. I do agree with that. There's definitely more of his story that we did not see. Um, Anna, when Carol said if they wanted to kill him, they would have put sardine oil on his boots, not cologne. Or the music videos, all insane. Oh, Wally Shack was in episode one buying tigers. I, I don't remember that. I I, I believe you guys in, in saying that, but I I I don't I don't remember that. I'll have to go back and watch that clip. And Travis says Shack said when he visited the zoo a handful of times, I believe Shack bought tigers from Joe too. Uh, and Anna, can they please only use that angle where you only see his bangs? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Um, yeah, I, I think the craziest part for me was easily Travis killing himself because it was such an oh shit moment. I, I just remember just sitting there for a good 10 seconds like what in the world just happened? Because you you weren't you weren't expecting it. And, and it, I won't say it made sense, but it explained why you didn't really see much of him or any interview segments. Because I, I had thought that, like, why why haven't they been talking to this guy? Uh, uh, Shaq said he was not friends with Joe, but he visited the zoo and he found out something that was going on and stopped going. Yeah, the, the, the whole thing, and I, I'll... I'll sum up my thoughts on on the show here, because as I said, a show like this isn't typically my thing because I don't do the whole binging. I won't say popular shows for the sake of being different, but usually if there's a huge show on that everyone's watching, I never watch it until months later, usually just because I, I don't have the time to. But now that I'm working from home and we don't know when baseball is going to start. I've had a lot more free time to watch things. And um, yeah, so I, I, I watched this over, I think over three days. Yeah, because I, I started watching it. And, and the cool thing is, and, and I, I'll, I, this is a very brief, funny thing, but the first episode I watched, I had a pretty good buzz going because I had uh, I'd went to La Hacienda and ordered uh, Mexican food, brought it home, and then I remembered that I had some uh, margarita mix in my fridge, so I enjoyed a chicken quesadilla with a beef enchilada with three margaritas, and that made for quite a fun time watching the first episode of this show. I personally thought it was quite fitting. Wow, Anna watched it all in one night. She literally could not stop. That That's dedication. I, I've never been able to do that. I've never been able to binge a show in one day. I've done it over, I think, two days 
Yeah, I binged Cobra Kai in two days when the first season came out. Because I remember that came out during a summer when we didn't have a, a homestand on the day it came out. And I want to say it came out on Memorial Day. So I, I did binge that in, um, I want to say I binged Cobra Kai in two days. Or it might have been something else, I can't remember. But um, that that's that's insane. But it took me three days to, to watch the show. I, th- I watched the first episode... Friday night, and then I watched um, episodes two and three. No, I watched two, three, and four on Saturday, and then five, six, and seven on that Sunday. And it was uh, it was nuts. Let's see. Travis said one night I watched the Tiger King. I was sipping on Jameson Irish whiskey on the rocks. It definitely helped me accept so much of the actions to be normal in that environment. Yeah, alcohol definitely helps when it comes to something like this. Uh, but o- overall, my thoughts, like, it's a show that, you know, if anyone who is still listening that has not watched, do yourself a favor and and watch it because it's it's like a car wreck or a train wreck. It's hideous, but you can't help but watch and you can't help but look. And it's spectacularly over-the-top awful is how I would put it. And I, I wrote this on... Um, I, I wrote this analogy on Facebook that I think fits the show very well. It is the redneck version of Game of Thrones. And to quote what Wally put on Twitter, House Carol took the throne. Uh, let's see. Uh, Anna, I plan on rewatching and drinking an entire 12 pack of black cherry white claws. If you're going to drink white claws, that's a good choice. Uh, Travis says I watched three episodes one night, then four the next, but I also rewatched the first three with my parents when they came over to visit the one night too. So I guess I watched the first three twice and back to back nights, then four the next. And it's only seven episodes. And each episode I think is 40 to 50 minutes. So it's really not really not that long, but I would give Tiger King my seal of approval. It is a wild roller coaster ride that you just absolutely have to experience. Like I can't even doing the show, if you haven't watched it, this explanation doesn't do it justice because you just have to sit down and you have to watch it. Uh, yeah, Travis, the Dark Side of the Ring documentary is about to be on Vice. This episode will be the story of New Jack. That's going to be a good one. Uh, the Dark Side of the Ring documentary series uh, on Vice is absolutely incredible. And it, I, I'm going to feature that on um, on my show at some point, the, the Chris Benoit one specifically. I briefly talked about it on uh, Monday on my morning show, but I, I want to do like a full discussion on that and... and really get into it because that's such an insane story. But overall, uh, like I said, definitely check out Tiger King. I'm going to do a rewatch of it at some point. I don't know what show I'm going to watch next. I've thought about checking out Ozark, but I know I've got to finish Picard uh, coming up before I do that because I haven't finished that show yet. And, And more importantly, there's hours of RuPaul on Hulu. I, I'll I'll give one episode a try. How about that? And then then we'll go from there. 
which uh, Anna, I think at some point, and I might have mentioned this during my AMA, but I think we've got to do a reality show podcast with you and Gracie. I think that would be hilarious. We'll we'll just have to. We'll I'll, I'll chat with Gracie about it. Uh, RuPaul only, just a RuPaul sh- uh, episode. I mean, if that's what you guys want to do, we'll uh, we'll 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 chat about that. But uh, I'm going to close out here. We're going on almost an hour, and I'm about to burn up because my AC is off because it's so. Uh, Anna, can I choose it? As far as if the episode, sure. Yeah, just let me know what episode you want me to watch, and I'll do it. But thank you guys for watching and listening. Uh, if you want to follow the show on social media, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at D Diamond Podcast. If you want to check out past episodes of the show, it's on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast, and YouTube. Just search for the Derek Diamond Experience. And if you guys don't mind, leave a review because the more reviews I get, the more exposure I get to the podcasting public. And thank you to the Unicorn Wranglers for providing the theme music for the podcast. You can find all their music on Apple Music, Google Play, and Spotify. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend, and we'll see you guys back here next week.